Well, it's such a great pleasure to be here. May I say, and first of all, express the warmest possible welcome to all of those participating and those who are accompanying them and those who have assisted them. So if I might revert to our 5,000-year-old language for just a moment. May I just, as I have just said, I want to congratulate everyone associated with the European Union Contest for Young Scientists and all those who have come and those who are supporting them and uh, those who have helped uh, in any way. As I have been told and know that this is the second time that Ireland has hosted, has had the honour to host this great, great gathering of young scientists, and particularly important, it is great to be able uh, to welcome it on the 30th anniversary uh, of the contest. Ireland's connection uh, with the contest is a very long one. Uh, I think Irish entrants, young Irish scientists, have won this European prize 14 times out of 29 events. This is very straightforward. Uh, the quality of young Irish science is indeed very, very high. And what's more, I have, I think, for the last seven years as president, opened all the young scientist exhibitions here in Ireland. And I pay tribute always to the teachers and the parents and those who have assisted these young people who enter so many projects. Because like yourselves who have come from all the different countries, the 39 countries that are, that are taking part here, I think, uh, you're great representatives uh, of, of something very, very important. And that is the future, a future in which we will be using our intelligence and our capacity to make our planet healthier, safer, more sustainable. So welcome contestants, parents, teachers, families and friends. And I think uh, something that is very important is this event uh, in terms of Europe. Without straying off to this subject, isn't it one of the great, great successes in Europe? The idea that curiosity of the mind and the connection of science to technology knows no borders. But what you, every year, this particular event provides an opportunity to showcase the best of European and international student scientific achievements. And I think something that's very important for all of us and for your future gives a great opportunity for those taking part to meet each other uh, to have an opportunity for intellectual exchange and mutual interest, as well as, of course, competition. Uh, 38 countries I see in my notes, so I was one country out, but they have chosen, you represent something wonderful, and that is, if you like, curiosity without boundaries, aiming for a better future. Scientific advancement is of enormous importance not only for the contemporary world, but for future generations who will benefit from the work of dedicated and gifted scientists. Science is a heroic discipline, a discipline which is at the very centre of the great concerns of humanity in our time. 
one which is making the greatest, can make the greatest contribution to improving our world, and one which will undoubtedly be at the centre of our future. And if in the past science was incorporated into a push to consume, I think science is even more important now, as it enables us to recover and to turn back on the cycles of our behaviours and our consumption in the service of sustainability. And scientific advances of enormous importance, not only for the contemporary world, but for future generations who will benefit from the work of dedicated and gifted scientists. Science is, as I've said, a discipline which is at the centre of the greatest concerns of humanity in our time. I often think back to 100 years ago, young people of your age in secondary schools in Ireland were dying of the impact of the flu because no particular medicines existed which could deal with it. And science in medicine has made an enormous contribution. But I don't think it is possible to overestimate the impact the history of science has had on the shaping of today's society. And it is a society that now for its very future depends on scientific discovery, invention, and appropriate and technology. Our life expectancies have been extended, our living conditions greatly improved, our means of communication vastly enhanced through scientific research and development. And so many of the things that we take for granted now began as sparks of curiosity in the minds of those prepared to look beyond the limitations and horizons of what was there, prepared to ask new questions and seek new answers in our ever-changing world. It is of the mind of science to approach sources with questions rather than imposed answers. It's less a battle of certainties than it is for the possibility and excitement of discovering a new question. That's why scientists are such gifted human beings, driven by an instinctive curiosity about the world, having a desire to achieve a deeper understanding of how the natural world works. And thus, dedicated scientists have increased our knowledge of the universe, improved our daily lives through innovative and inventive action and, uh, and thought. I think it's very important that that be encouraged in the educational system, but also by exploring and developing new areas of research, making connections between what had previously been separate areas of inquiry. It is young scientists who continue to advance research across the full breadth of scientific discovery, their work finding its way directly into innovative university research technological advances, and even on intergovernment government policy. And every year as I was the young, the Irish Young Scientist Exhibition, I'm always struck by its sideways move, that in fact it is able to cross disciplines and cross techniques and cross methodologies. But I think above all else as well, there's something very exciting when I see uh, the sheer way in which this energy of youth and curiosity is being applied. I think as well it is something that will question what is and what has not been questioned. But really the most exciting part of the new generation that I will be looking at, the people who are competing today, is that the greatest opportunity of all, and that is of returning science and technology to its ethical setting, to its setting of 
ideas that are in fact negotiated as being in the interests of humanity. I think the lateral thinking, the creativity that is there just doesn't stay with the project. Meeting the young scientists and talking to them afterwards, one is struck by their whole approach to life. The way in which, in fact, they can look at life and see its possibilities, not just for themselves, but for others. And of course, what you will discover uh, will have such a major impact in the future. Here in Ireland, ever more people are worried about the extent, we now know the figures and have increased, of Alzheimer's, for example, or of Parkinson's disease. And I think, how therefore do we provide responses to this that, in fact, can meet our other criteria as well? Uh, on next week, I will be speaking to a large gathering of farmers, where, in fact, we have to actually balance something that might appear to be contradictory. How do we produce more? How do we solve global hunger? And at the same time, in the process of our production and in our accessibility and in our nutritional requirements, not contradict ourselves in terms of sustainability. You'll always see these projects coming first in the Young Scientist Exhibition, and that's a great credit um, to, to their teachers. The United Nations Secretary General Gutierrez has recently appealed to everyone with any leadership responsibility in the world to understand, for example, that climate change is a problem for everyone and that the world is counting on you to rise to the challenge before it's too late. How pleased it was then to be able to look at projects dealing with, for example, the, the Im impact of plastics on the oceans of the world, but not only on the oceans of the world, but on ourselves through the food cycle and so on. The point about it in many, many cases, science, technology and their work are never an add-on, never something that is there to push the curve of profit. They are the people who hold the capacity to take this intelligence and deliver it into social models that are capable of being responsible and sustainable. And this year, as in every year, the European Contest Youngs is a celebration thus of curiosity and independent thinking. And I think encouraging people to independently as well, new methodologies will emerge, new methodologies that will enable the connections I've been speaking about to come to be. I think it's a great excitement as well to be able to show your work to others, the showing of your work with, with, to your peers, and also to be able to combine uh, and, see, and see what you can share with each other. And I think it's also as well, uh, I think it isn't, it must never become a, the cliche of our time. We have a great challenge after the great events of 2015, the meeting in Paris on climate change, the meeting in New York on sustainable development, to say we must turn these words into actions and practices. If they're to be turned into actions and practices and make their way into policies, it's going to rely on your contribution. And I thank you in advance for it, because I do think that is the instinct of young, the young people uh, that, that, that I meet. And I think as well, you know, I think in Europe, and it's very, very important what happens in Europe, we must let no border stop us from, in fact, actually exchanging ideas, exchanging intellectual work, exchanging scientific uh, practice. 
But I want to just turn just this last point that is very, very important. I, I am lost in admiration of Dr. Tony Scott, who is such a wonderful, wonderful genius, thought of all of the importance of this so early on. But I think that now he's extended his activities into organising in Africa. The continent of Africa will have, if you like, 50% of the will. It has already, it is going to be the peopled planet by 2050. Already it is the largest proportion of young people. And in many ways it will tell us how we are in 2018 as to whether we describe that as a great opportunity or as a problem. It is only a problem if we neglect issues of sustainability, climate change, if we don't see in the vast continent of the young huge opportunities to do things in a new way with better symmetries between ecology, economy, ethics, science, living, how in fact it can contribute to a better set of global relationships. And thus, in responding to, the, to, mention, to what I mentioned, the tasks of sustainability, responding to the impact of climatology, it is very important that we do not impose the burden of making the greatest effort on those who are carrying the worst consequences but who lack the capacity. That is why I'm so passionate in advocating the migration of science and technology across borders, so that all of the new innovative thinking can in fact come quickly to the service of the planet, rather than to have to grind its way towards a model that might in fact actually be, leaving, be delivering deleterious results from an old, old faded model that is in fact threatening us. So there must be an equitable sharing of global technological advances and their application in raising the welfare of communities across the world. I have seen it happen in countries in Africa and the way that whole villages can benefit and whole communities and countries. And I think, therefore, to finish this simple, you could summarise much of what I've been saying so far now. And it is that science and technology does not exist in a morally neutral vacuum. It has never done so. And the greatest scientists of the world and all their biographies speak, in fact, of how they actually want, in the end of the way, to have delivered most the best of their intelligence and its consequences, with moral consequences that are defensible. And therefore, I think, in the, what we have to do, there can be no abdication of ethical responsibility that, when, with, that comes with scientific advancement. We have to think, for example, as I have seen in Africa myself, the marvellous, wonderful impact of communications technology, the effect it had on women going to market, the effect it had on prices and so on. And yet in another part of the planet, we've seen the abuse of communication in, in bullying, in marginalisation, leading even to suicides. Technology is never neutral. And science and technology will in fact be delivered in a way that will deliver the best of ourselves in a sustainable way, but it is never neutral. And I think that one of the most interesting things as well, you young scientists I think are great in a way that you will be able, I think, see the, the fundamental decencies that are there at the heart of all belief systems and cultures. The idea that a shared flourishing need not come at the cost of the destruction of the integrity of the person or the integrity of the planet. 
And there's something that is coming that I want to say remains my hope. I'm just after, after speaking for seven years on these topics. We now have a young philosopher of the year. And I actually think, what would it be like in the next 10, 10 20 years if we had the young philosophers of the year meeting the young scientists of the year? And wouldn't it make all of what I've been describing so much easier? And then we will have the European philosopher of the year. And we'll think that the version we have of Europe, I say this in the presence of the Commission, Europe was at its best when it was a Europe of ideas. But this is your day. And it's a privilege as President of Ireland to have had the opportunity of welcoming you all to this translating, I congratulate you on all the work you have done in your own settings and all of the work you are doing within Europe and all of the work that I know you will want to do into the future. Thank you very much.